Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Five Guys Finish Last. I'm your host, Matsim. I have Abdo, Fuad, Omar, and Faisal. Uh, excited to have video now so you guys can see some of our faces for the first time. I know you saw the voice before. Um, today, we're going to start with a couple of questions that you guys asked on our Instagram page. We, we chose two that we thought are a good gateway to what we want to talk about today. Um, and that can explain a lot about us. So to start, um, AJ has asked, have you guys been bullied in school? And if so, how did that affect your childhood? Um, first of all, shout out to AJ, a friend of ours from a very long time. I uh, used to be in our school. We used to know him since we were 10 or 9. Um, I'm going to open the floor to you guys and, and let me know what you guys think. Yeah, yeah, no, so... First few years, yeah, I did get bullied. Uh, I was sort of like the popular, unpopular kid. So I was sort of like in the middle of of two different groups. So I'd make friends on two different sections in, in high school. And it was just, yeah, I feel like when I got bullied when I was younger, it makes you go like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Is there something I need to change? And it sort of makes you insecure. But I feel like as I got older, I feel like that's something that I needed to go through in order to work on things I need to work with like as as I grew older I feel I feel as if if you come out of getting bullied it makes you sort of better later on in life uh, like underdog yeah like an underdog yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of yeah you have this underdog mentality um yeah. where all oh, like look like, like I started off here and now you know I leveled up sort of thing and then you look back at it and you go like wow like like I really, I really leveled up, and look where this guy is now. Like it, it depends really, but like on the person. But um, yeah, that's that's how I went through high school. Um, so, later so on in I'm high school, hearing, I didn't get. What I'm hearing from you is it kind of gave you drive and motivation moving forward. So you used it to your benefit in the future. It didn't really affect. Yeah, you yeah, because you can either because you can either use it in a positive way or a negative way. You can either go like go through life thinking, oh, I'm a loser. Oh, what they said about me in high school is right, and usually like people people make high school like it's such a big deal or like it's such a big part of your life when really it's a very small portion of your life but a lot of people make it their personality trait as they grow older and it's just it's just bullshit like whatever happened in high school it's so negligible compared to the rest of your life so i feel uh, i feel like yeah i learned i learned a lot from when i got bullied so i don't yeah that's that's my take Interesting. On the strong take, strong take, strong take. Anyone else? Omar, Abdo, Faisal. Well, bro, like I said, bro, like people, you know, you know, the saying we say, oh, he's still stuck in high school. You know, like people who like peaked, they peaked in high school, or like yeah. they were bullying and like acting tough and like you know they were like on top of the class and like you know popularity and shit. But yeah, as Fuad said, look at them now. Like I feel like those people are actually right now not doing, you know, like still still stuck there they're not like they they that was the best part of their life you know they're still there at this point they, they're probably doing good things now but that was the best part of their life basically that's yeah where, and where and be. and a further point a further point to that is whoever was bullying you because like obviously like we're not all born haters like for someone to be bullying you something has to be happening in their life for them to be at a point where they're just hating on you and bullying on you constantly that's how i view of it now like when someone's a dickhead to me i go like oh like like you know someone someone gave me an advice and went like oh if someone's being like an absolute cunt to you in a conversation an absolute dickhead you just stop you go like are you okay bro is everything okay 
Yeah. Like no 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 like you just stop like, mid sentence and you just you just ask him that and they just freeze up and they go like oh fuck like um yeah yeah that was an yeah, interesting think... take like someone someone told me that and I was thinking about it. I'm like yeah like what's what's a rebuttal to that like when you tell someone like oh is uh, like are you good is everything okay with you, you know <laughs> yeah what I mean? yeah I think I think it it comes like honestly like bullying bro it comes from either insecurity you're insecure about something and you're trying to like prove something, something to yourself. Yeah, through bullying, or I don't know, maybe you're just seeking attention and you just want to be like, you know, like all eyes on me, you know, like look what I'm doing and stuff. So, so it's stupid, but yeah, like I saw this tweet the other day, it was, it was pretty funny. It was like, uh, uh, like I never understood the concept of bullying, like, bro, are you mad that I'm that I'm ugly, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to, to your points and to kind of summarize that, first, I feel like I human instinct plays a role here so at the end of the day we're we're like animals in a way naturally and as a kid before you develop you want to be territorial so at the end of the day you want to make sure that your territory is set and you want to make sure that you you know you got some people in check um so that could be it i mean at the end of the day when there's bullying between kids i i don't like to blame either party and it's something that i think about a lot but at the end of the day a kid would bully another kid and that would affect the kid that's bullied, but the, the kid that's bullying goes home and is happy. Or I, I don't know. I don't even know what he feels. Maybe he's doing it and not even thinking about it, but it's definitely a big issue for me personally. I remember it case by case. And to me, it affects to me. It, it took me years after high school to start realizing that I had certain habits because I was being told certain things when I was younger. So, I'm sure you all remember when I was in fifth grade or fourth grade, I was like the tallest guy in the grade and everyone would call me a giraffe and I hated that. Um, I mean, who's laughing now? Everyone wants to be tall now, but back then it was like, oh, you're, you're a freak of nature. And I remember my shoulders would always hunch because I wanted to make myself shorter so I can be like everyone else. And I realized after high school that I was like, why am I always hunched? Why is, not, why is my posture never straight? And I realized it's because I always wanted to make myself shorter. I would lean down and I would hunch my back and everything. So it's it's very interesting. If you really think about it, I'm sure you can pick out some things that happened to you or some things that you heard when you were younger that still affects you till now. And that's why I think the question is great. Um, so shout out to AJ. Faisal, you're quiet. Do you have anything yeah, to yeah. say? Yeah, I was just letting you guys finish speaking. Um, like, fortunately, I've been privilege you know i have never gone through this in my lifetime or at least especially in high school um uh, in my school it was a very small school it was like maximum like a thousand kids and i was like the quote-unquote with the popular kids with and with the non-popular kids similar to how fuad was but because like i yep so my i had a few friends when i i used to play sports on the school team so i had i was friends with the quote-unquote the cool or popular kids so i was cool with them and then after that i would go chill with my other friends who are again quote unquote unpopular kids so i had like a mix of both like sides and like i said like my school was very small so we didn't really have that whole uh i'm sure like it bullying happened but it was very very minimal that i personally didn't notice it happening around me it had never happened to me and i didn't bully anyone else so I, I don't want to like you know just uh, brush on oh everybody was cool no one got bullied because like I'm sure some did 
just there wasn't a, like a prevalent issue like you see in movies or in TV shows and like the Western culture. Like in the U.S., I know bullying is a big, big thing. Um, and I'm sure that happens bullying, bro. <laughs> People come with ARs, bro. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I think we we'll touch, we'll touch on that in yeah. today's episode um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next question. Yeah. Um, so this comes from one of our podcast members' brothers, Yusuf Aguz. Now that you have some experience in life, what is a view that you held on to in school that you had to let go of now? Ooh, that's a good question. What's a viewpoint you had in school that, that now like you've gotten rid of since? Yeah, yeah. So in, in school, you were like, yeah, I'm going to make it in life and I'm going to be loyal to one job and now you kind of like maybe I think you know I think for me for me it's it's how smart I thought I was in school like you know like, I was... <laughs> <laughs> genuinely I'm like genuinely I thought I was like you know like Elon Musk smart bro because of like how good I was at following the system and just like memorizing like the basic questions and like going to dumb them in the exams and then like but no, bro, Saba, don't give yourself credit, but you're also amazing in like AP exams and stuff. You weren't just basic questions. Like, yeah, I get you. I get you. Like, I'm, I'm not saying like, it just made me question. Like when I saw real life and I saw like, you know, things the from world another is. perspective and the real world and what being smart actually looks like, uh, you know, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't that smart in school. Like, so. No, you're very something... smart in school. It's just like. It's different to be smart in school and to be smart in like life, you know? It's different. Yeah, it, it is different. Yeah, it's book it is smart different. and street smart. Yeah, yeah, it is different. And it's not but... just that. It's, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you compare yourself to who you're around. Yeah, we, we are people who exposed ourselves to international universities, to multinational companies. We are around people from all over the world. So I feel I the exact same thing. I'm like, I look yeah. around me and I'm like, I'm not even that smart. But, yeah, but then yeah. you, you get to learn from all these people too, which is... Exactly, exactly. But it's, it's good that like when you realize it, you have to, like coming to that realization, you open up the door. Okay, maybe I'm not that smart, but like there's so much more to learn. Versus like, I used to get pissed when like, I realized that someone's like smarter than me, you know? It's like, like, holy shit, I thought I was on that level, but I'm not. But mm. once you come that, to that realization, you become like more open to, mm. to accepting to learn more, you know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, for sure, bro. I used to eat books, bro, for, for breakfast. I am AP, bro. You used to do some really strong... Yeah, I, used to, I used to genuinely enjoy it, man. I don't know. I used to genuinely enjoy studying, which is a bit weird, but, like, I don't know. I just liked it. Didn't mind it then. If you like, if you sure like you the concept bullied, or whatever you're studying, then, yeah, sure. But, uh, I mean, none of us yeah. liked physics. You did, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, man. Hey, <laughs> son. Yeah. Um, okay. So like some things like they're not exactly uh, learned or whatever. It was more of uh, I would say exposure. So because like in high school, I was like one of uh, three to four Arab, like Arab kids in the entire school. So exposure, I would say definitely changed me. So like my perception has changed. Like I was less I, I don't I, I don't ever want to say like I was never proud to be Arab. That's not the case. But it was just less than showing it off more like that. Cause like, like I said, I was one of the three or four Arab kids. So like I was more like, you can say whitewashed uh, in your terms. But then in, in uni, I met a lot of, a lot of Arab friends and not just Arabs in general. Like it was like all other cultures too. 
So like I definitely opened up more and became more like I started showing off more of my Arab culture, Arabness, whatever you want to say it that way. Mm. Um, so, so that was definitely. Case, sorry, is it a case where you thought that not being Arab is the way to go in life, or it did you just not know? No, it wasn't more of that. It's just because I wasn't exposed to it. I didn't have any Arab friends. I, like there was like no one to share it with. You know, like you know what I mean. It's like it's hard to like just take a share your Arab, you know, Arabness. Yeah, yeah. But like when there's no other Arabs to share it with, it's like yeah, like they would just not understand it. So I was just going with the flow sort of thing. But then in yeah. uni, I met a lot of Arabs, and then Palestine. I started doing like I, I wouldn't like <laughs> I, I'm sure Tariq or Ali Ibrahim like would attest to this is like when i first met them like they're gonna always they always do the hey guys i'm like faisal and all that shit uh like to make fun of me and it's like oh look at this whitewashed kid just because like i just didn't have the like exposure to other arabs like to do that with and like speak comfortably in, uh, in arabi and all that stuff so that was one you started bullying you huh uh it was more banter i wouldn't consider it bullying but see, yeah sure. love bullying <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that was uh, i would say it was bullying i know these two guys no, <laughs> they were just but, yeah, that, that's what I would uh, say about exposure to that end. And the second thing that changed my perception was also uh, how, uh, how Saba said uh, real world versus like studying or school. Like in uni, it's like a it's a bubble, man. It's like you live in certain rules, like you live in a certain climate that you just have to adjust. I, I don't want to like get too political, but it's like being politically correct. That's something you like you're like always on edge about in uni and then i like when you work in the real world it's like completely different it's like what you're being taught in uni and like how you interact in uni is completely different than how you do it in the real world and like how real jobs actually work it's like yes you have to still be politically correct to a certain degree but it's like completely two different worlds man uni life it's like it's like actually a bubble in the real world it's not it's almost like not part of the real world i would say just because of how different you interact with people, how you have to sp- like you have to speak a certain way in uni versus how you speak in like in a workplace, for example. Dep- again, depends on the industry, depends on the type of work you do. Uh, I want to know what uh, Muatasam is uh, <laughs> grinning about. I'd like to hear you. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing the meme again, bro. <laughs> Going on a tangent. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, uh, real guys, uh, do the take the, the timer on this part. Okay. I, I, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Like, I, I, I said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> sorry, sorry about all of Mish Azdi. continue, please. We will cut it later. No, no, real, real shit. Like, um, uh, that's it. <laughs> I've said what I had to say. That's all, really. Tell you, boys, Abdul. So thinking, I think. I think it's similar to what Saba said. It's like just, just uh, your your life after after high school, or like a, your life after uni. It's like a lot different. It's like you're not going in one direction anymore. There's multiple ways to go about life. It's not just one system, one way of going forward. I feel, I feel like, um, yeah, because like school doesn't teach you anything about. Uh, like like doing your taxes school doesn't teach you anything about like uh, getting a house like you know saving up you know like all this um, Mm. all the stuff that you learn after I'll challenge you a bit on this point so here we're talking about a value something that you believed in when you were in high school 
or when you were in university that you had to let go of now because it doesn't work. Mm. And bro, I feel like for, for me, any a bit like, you know, when you're a kid and like you, you, you finish exams and stuff and then parents are always like, oh, how much? Like for me, well, my parents always ask, ask me, how, how much did Omar get? You know, in an exam. <laughs> so like, you know, this comparison, it's a thief of joy, bro. So when you grow up, you realize that comparing yourself to people is not like the... I used to always like, oh, because when, when they, they used to always like try to ask me questions and stuff. I feel like growing up, I had to let go of that comparison stuff because I feel like when you compare yourself to other people in life, it's never going to make you happy or satisfied. Saraha. Mm. You always get, someone's going to have more yeah. money than you. Someone's going to be more successful than you. Someone's going to have a better, like, something. You're always going to have something to look someone better than you at something. So yeah, that's a good point. You're never going to be satisfied. So I realized, yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my best at what I'm, what, what's my control. And then, yani, whatever, if it ends up being making me fucking rich or makes me, well, like, you know, it's just mm. comparison. I feel it's just a dangerous, uh, like, trait Thief of have. joy, literally, bro. Yeah, yeah thief of joy. You're never going to be satisfied. If you, someone's, mm. someone of your friends is definitely going to be doing better than you, regardless. You know what I mean? You're never going to be the best at everything, for sure. Yeah. So that's why I just focus on what you're doing, you know, stay, work hard at what you're good at and what you're, you know, and then, yeah, whatever yeah. life, whatever that takes you. But definitely, if you work hard, you're gonna be doing well in life. Just maybe not like you know what I mean. That's that's what that's something yeah. I had to like rearrange my thoughts about. And it's your in your own lane, your own expectations. Yeah. Exactly. And you to match and, and meet. Exactly. And that so you, you're you gonna have. grow. You're gonna grow regardless. But sometimes you, you know you, you you're not gonna you don't have to compare yourself to other people. But you're gonna grow for sure if you follow the right way. It's not like you're gonna be yeah. stay where you are. So it's guaranteed no, success. Just your mental is gonna be in check better than looking at other things and doing that. Yeah. Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Fact, yeah. Did you? Did you get yeah, to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually, I can think of one. When I was in high school, I was always like a people pleaser. I would always, I guess, like my red flag in high school was not being aware of other people's red flags and just like wasting my time with just like random people. Like, whereas after high school and uni, I just learned to keep my circle as small as possible and just learn from the people around me and like better improve my life based on like you know the people that i keep with me but like basically just keep high value people and just keep keep positive energy around you and just cut out the negatives and cut out people mm-hmm. that are trying to tear you down and just pull you pull mm-hmm. you away from where you want to go that's 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 how i felt because like yeah I, I was make friends with everyone in high school uni i just hang out with random people um yeah, I think like your time is precious and the people you hang around with is like definitely important because you're the sum of like what's what's the saying? Like you're the you're the sum of like the You're the five friends that you hang around. Yeah, basically. Yeah, five guys finish last, bro. That's that yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like just like not tolerating bullshit basically yeah. after yeah, yeah. So so before you thought that having a big circle of friends was the way to go. Yeah, yeah. It was like easy. yeah, it's like oh I'm popular, like yeah. oh I'm gonna get more benefits out of it when really it's it, it can actually be a negative to have such a big, you know, circle, like in a way. That's uh So basically yeah. like quantity uh, quality over quantity. Quality over quantity, yeah. Yeah, for sure growing up i feel like all of us also followed that like we put our circle you know it's getting smaller as you grow up it's not getting bigger i feel all of us are, are on the same yeah. page as you thought i think personally that's what i am too yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah that's that's yeah it, it's actually funny like how you realize it like over time it's like your circle becomes just like smaller and smaller and smaller but it's like the quality of like the time you're hanging out is like yeah, that's, not that's decreasing if anything it's like only getting better mm-hmm. so yeah 
Thank you, boys, and uh, thank you guys for asking us uh, the questions in the chat. Hope we answered them uh, nicely for you guys. Anyway, uh, so moving on to the topic of our conversation, we make it short, we make it sweet. We have some actually too, just me and Omar living in Dubai. I actually just moved from Abu Dhabi to Dubai. Finally made it out of India. Made it out the trenches. <laughs> For those who know uh, what Khaldia is, I mean, shout out Khaldia, but I think it's time to make a move. Uh, we have Abdo in Australia, we have Abdo in, in DC, and we have Faisal in Canada, obviously. And uh, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a diverse mix in one friend group. It's a diverse mix of, you know, uh, you know, where we live and, you know, we are exposed to completely different things and it's shaping us to be completely different people, I guess. Um, but I, my question here is, why move out of the Middle East or why would you live in the Middle East? What's the difference between living in Australia, for example, in comparison to living in Dubai, in comparison to living in Riyadh or DC? How long as an Arab would you want to live abroad? Do you ever want to come back? I mean, let's tackle these questions. First of all, maybe Abdo or, yeah, actually Abdo. I would say, why are you in D.C.? And what's your plan for the future? And what do you think of ever moving back to the, to the Middle East? Yeah, bro, so let me tell you like, quick. So, yeah, we went to the Penn State together. And then, basically, when I, when I was graduating, I felt like some sort of responsibility to, like, at least like after the, like our parents you know they spent money on us and stuff i felt that some some sort of like responsibility to like at least stay and like try to get some experience here and try to like actually make some make a career like get make some like understand the industry here before like just going back directly so yeah so i actually went out of my way and tried to like find a job and stuff it was a very long and tough process because like i'm not a like an american citizen so it was very hard as an international student to actually get a job so that was my initially my my like my goal to at least stay a bit here get some experience understand the projects how, how the industry works and stuff and then yeah it's it's been like what seven years till now and i have like i worked i've been working for five years i got my master's degree and honestly it's been going well like i've uh career-wise is going well and everything like so i'm gaining a lot of experience in my industry and i don't know like Moving back at stuff, it's still a very like sensitive topic. I'm not sure, honestly, what the future holds. I like to live. I stopped personally planning very detailed plans towards the future because I learned like things can happen very quickly and a certain event can make you change your whole life like upside down. So I just live by yeah. day by day by now. Like right now, I'm just, you know, working and just, you know, living life. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what the future holds. But definitely like moving back to the Middle East is not like a forbidden concept it's definitely on the on, like a possible thing but right now i just i'm just focusing on, on like on here staying here and just you know working getting experience and then yeah we'll see what happens in the future maybe moving back staying here we still don't know but it's definitely a possibility based on that most of my family lives there and all that stuff so there are definitely a lot of factors that would make me go back but i'm just not trying to make my emotions make the decisions for themselves you know i'm trying to make make sure it's the right thing to do and not the not, not like the right thing for my career and for my life and stuff in general, not just for my family. That's what that's what the struggle is right now here. You know, that's the main point basically. Mm. So you would yeah. say the biggest factor that's attracting you to the Middle East now is your family. 
family and very close friends like you guys yeah honestly like yeah like family and friends but i'm trying to not make that heartfelt connection make the decision you know i'm trying to make i have to make sure it's the right thing to do at the right time not just go just because i have friends there and like i'm gonna have fun you know it's bigger than that that's that's my that's where that's where i stand right now i get that basically making your decisions with your mind not your heart yeah, and like with people around, make sure like it's it's good for all parties, not just for me. You know, it's I can't just be selfish and make a decision for myself. You know, I have a partner now that's probably gonna be married soon, so I have to make sure I include everyone in the in the thinking. You know, not just a selfish thing, basically. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Faisal, as as someone who who never lived in the, did you live in the Middle East? Actually? I did. I actually did. I lived. Okay. Uh, I was born in. The kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, yeah, I was born in Saudi Arabia. I lived there for like, uh, for like, I lived there for only like, I was born there up until like five years old. So I not, I don't remember much. But then I lived in Jordan, uh, for about five to six years, and then I came to Canada for like the last seventeen years now. And do you ever look? You know, I I would definitely you? say, over time, I have become way more open to like living in the Middle East, but I I can't see myself living there for uh, for a long time. Like a couple of years, maybe something like that. Sure. But I don't see myself like setting up and just living there for the rest of my life. Uh, so would you would you raise your would you raise your kids in the in, in Canada, bro? Man, Sorry, this is but, this oh. is one of the reasons why I am like starting to be more open to wanting to live a little bit in the Middle East for a few years at least is because mm. of that. Actually because of that. I, I do not yeah I, i'm starting to see it harder and harder to raise kids here just yeah. because of different values and teachings and yeah. i'm not gonna get into too deep to why but <laughs> some things i just don't like about how things are run in the west and how it's being taught to yeah i agree with you for the, the, the younger generations and also like one other things like i am trying to be more religious and it's definitely easier to do that in the Middle East where the oh, culture is the same. <laughs> you can actually like, you know, hear Adhan and whatnot. And like, it just, it, like the vibe Matan Eid here is, it's not really. Eid here is tough, man. Like, Eid here yeah, is tough. It's really, really tough. Depends, so. depends on where I would say and, you know, how religious you want to be. My cousins who went to Canada are more religious than the ones who stayed here. By the way, so I think yeah, this is yeah, a big misconception about of the Middle East. Yeah, but like it does definitely help. For a big example, Ramadan here, man, it's fucking brutal. Like you don't yeah. get like for example yeah. when, you, when I like when I work till eight p.m. Sometimes it's yeah. like I'm I have to break my fast while working. Versus in the Middle East, they like everyone yeah, have is fast. Yeah, not just have forget days. about the half days, man. Just having that everyone else around you is going through the same thing and fasting Motivation. than being the only or like one of the two people in the entire workplace being fasting and stuff like that that's those things do come in mind for sure um so there's the pros and cons to everywhere you go in the world um yeah and just over time some of these pros are starting to like weigh more in my head like i said mm-hmm. when it comes to religion when it comes to raising your kids future generations and stuff like that so like there's talks for both sides, but yeah, I'll leave it as I am definitely more open to at least living to a certain period of time more like in the Middle East. But like Abdul said, you don't know what happens. Like things can change yeah. in a second. Definitely. So, who knows? Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'd, as a 
actually, I have a different question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think your kids are going to be fluent in Arabic? That's so a good question. I... You live in Australia. You lived in Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. most of your life. Yeah. You moved out for a bit. You came back shortly after. And now you and two of your sisters live in Australia. Your parents are in, uh, yeah. in, in, in the UAE. And you come visit them every now and then. It looks like you're going to stay there for a while. So my question is really, if you stay there, and I know your Arabic is weak. <laughs> no, think- it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. weak. Do you think it's your weak? kids are going to do it in Arabic? Uh, probably, probably not. They'll, they'll, they'll most likely go down the same route me and my sisters went, where they learned Arabic. Like, like I was actually very good up until the fifth grade, right before we moved to Australia, got the passport, then came back. I felt like that's when the Arabic just like mm. got destroyed came because on, came with the point, passport. Yeah, exactly. When you, and when you, when I came with the passport, it was no longer a requirement for me to like actually, like you know, in in my head. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, if I could do the easier Arabic courses, I'll just go with that. And then slowly, mm. slowly, it sort of dropped off. And then I just started, yeah, because before it was half-half, it, like up until grade five, for me, it was half-half. I was like, um, I could yeah. actually read, understand, and write Arabic. I like, I still can now. I just don't speak it. I can understand and write it and read it. I just don't speak it at all. Like I personally, aren't, like I'm not comfortable speaking it yet even though I want to. So I feel so, like my kids, my kids so bro, like, are probably... Like, yeah. does, does it even matter to you if that your kids yeah, speak? That was my follow-up question. So like as, as someone who identifies as an Arab, how yeah, much it does, does it does 100%. To you? Yeah, that's actually something I think about a lot is like, um, and, and what I actually regret the most is not actually practicing it up until this point like ever since i left like that's the one thing i i regret the more like it's one of the top five things i regret i would say like i'd say my kids are gonna go down the same path unless i like stick them in like learning arabic when they're young and like when i come back eventually to the uae um so you plan i don't to- know it, it, it depends there's there's so many factors. Like it depends whether I'm gonna live in the UAE, whether I'm gonna live here, whether I'm gonna like it's it, it depends. But definitely, if I live in the UAE, 100%, I'm I'm making them learn Arabic, 100%. Omar, yeah. um, so as someone who lives in Dubai, yeah, bro. and just to give a bit of context, also you studied in near Dubai and you and did high school in Abu Dhabi. Correct. Do you ever wish to work abroad or is this mm-hmm. a, a case where it's like, I'm happy here, I found my place since birth, basically, and I never want to leave? Tough, tough question. Tough question, Burbs. Uh, look, uh, a part of me does want to get that experience for sure, you know, uh, especially like I didn't get it in, uh, in the years where I was supposed to get it uh for university so it's still kind of like something lingering in the back of my head of like i should probably get this experience uh but i keep weighing out the pros and the cons like the main pro i would get is that life experience right uh what am i gonna give up and yeah in, in return for that is is a lot of other things like the stability that i have going on here 
the the corporate ladder and like the career progression that I'm I'm following here that's you know pretty stable and it's going well uh my friends the community I've built the connections I've built you know I I'd say I'm I'm pretty well connected here so you know getting things done is easier uh, talking to the people that you need is easier versus starting fresh uh is 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 really the challenge that I that I face you know mentally so I think about it uh I think I don't like I don't pursue it at this point in my life uh because it's not as attractive to me uh when I weigh out both the pros and the cons but I think it's still something I want to do it's something definitely I want to do and I don't want I never want to look back and go like like regret basically not doing it yeah. so oh, that's that's the biggest thing for me yeah, so yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely I, i would say I, i share a lot of these views i think for me it's two things and I, and i got the opportunity to you know this thinking was challenged for me this year and i got the opportunity to have an, the option to you know study in london or and then continue working in london or stay in dubai and i think two things came out of this in terms of leaving Dubai. One of them was um, the lifestyle, like you said, the life experience, not the lifestyle, the life experience that you gain, the types of people that you're exposed to. And the second second thing, obviously, is the passport. Um, a lot of our passports, you know, limit our flexibility um, and they limit some of our opportunities. And I mean, thank God um, this doesn't affect us too much, but it would be nice to just book a flight to Spain, right? You don't have to go through multiple offices just to get to Barcelona. Um, but I think those are the two things that um, are massive benefits of mm-hmm. studying yeah. abroad, and working abroad, and, and you know pushing five, six, seven years. Um, to me, the, the, the negatives, or the question that's always asked is, okay, I understand these are two major benefits, but at what cost? You know, how much do I have to pay and how much do I have to give up to go? It's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. For example, if you want to do an MBA in one of the top 10 schools, and that's your gateway, even if you're Jordanian, Syrian, yeah. or Jordanian. So if I'm Jordanian and I want to work in London, work in Boston or Chicago or wherever I want to go, you know, get into an MBA in Harvard, Harvard or London Business School, whatever, and then you're in the corporate system in wherever, whichever country you want to be in. But you have to pay $250,000 out of your pocket if you don't get a scholarship. You waste two years of a really good salary that's provided in, in Dubai. Uh, and you are away from your family after you already built connections. You are away from a country that you were building in. And it gets extremely difficult to, to, to leave. I would have loved to have worked the first two years in the States, continue from, from university, and then have have come, come back. But, I mean, it is what it is. I think there's no going back now on my decision. I think I stay here and I build here. And that's how I view things. And if I were to regret it in the future, then so be it. Uh, yeah. But this is where I'm at with this person. Yeah, I feel like there's no right or wrong, uh, really. It's, it's all just, yeah, as you said, pros and cons. Like, there's no... Yeah, it's personal yeah. preference, or there's it's, no one's really did the wrong or right thing, you know. So yeah, and Birba, um, Birba, you also got that experience of living four years, and you know what I mean. Like you also got a bit yeah. of it. You like Saba never Saba yeah. was close to getting it a few times, but that yeah. never materialized for him. But you got that experience too. So 
you can't say you didn't get any of it. You got some like, four years of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm grateful for it. But, but the thing is, since you know what it's like to go to university there, you always like ask yourself, what it, what would it be like if I work there, if I had an yeah. opportunity there, if I continue? Yeah. For but sure. I, I mean, yeah, look, for me personally, I take pride in, you know, being who I am and being around the people that are like me and building with them. And I really think that, you know, being here, uh, in the Middle East right now is an opportunity for all of us to kind of push the whole region forward. We are given, it's our time now, and this is how, how I personally feel. Um, I would love for you guys to be around us. Uh, we we miss each other a lot. We don't see each other much. We do need to get married to, to, to get together. And even then, not all of us are, are there. Uh, so it sucks. Yeah, like Fuad just came a few, a few days ago. He told me he can't come to my wedding, man. So yeah, it's gonna be a bummer there. So yeah, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. Rami can never make it because yeah, Rami is stuck. He's making a lot of sacrifices. So exactly, you make a lot of sacrifices to be there. I don't know yeah. if you, I don't know if they ever accept us. So Fuad, Abdul, Faisal, like, do do you ever yeah. feel like you belong, like truly belong? Like Fuad, do you ever say I'm Australian, like loud? No, still, like yeah. for me. Um, like for me the, the way i view living in australia now or the way how i've always viewed it from from when i've moved in 2014 till now i feel like australia has like taught me so many things it's basically like i can play a new character like i was living in a bubble in in, in the uae where i was sort of viewed as like an underdog as like someone like oh you know he, like he doesn't really have much going on you know he's he's a quiet you know nerdy kid you know, like, like, who the fuck is for? Uh, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, I had my friends, you know, but, but it was like, it was like, when I moved to Australia, it was like a new, it was like starting over. It was like starting a new character, and then, like, I had friends and made friends there that that went like, no, actually, man, like, like you're, you're a good-looking dude. You've got a lot going on for you. Like, why the fuck, like, do you have this mentality? And like, they reshaped the way I thought about, about life. I don't know. I, like, I felt. As if now that I played this new character, I got to see like what what I actually am, like what my potential is. Like I guess they gave me the confidence, you know, like to come back to the UA and go like, no, what the fuck, like like I'm I'm him, sort of like you know, in, 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 uh, like in quotations, like you know what I mean? Because you're the master because, of answering everything but the actual question, you know, like you're you're like you're like a football player after a match when they ask them like. How was the game? And then you answer everything but the actual question. Do you feel like no. you are Australian, my friend? Oh, yes what? or no? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I was coming to that that, that question. So like so like all of that, it makes you go like, oh shit. Um so like living living in Australia for like seven years, eight years, um, and having the passport as well. Even through even through all this, even even through all what I've gone through, I still feel like I'm Arab, and I will never consider myself Australian like till the day I die. Because, but is it because it's just, is it within, or do you feel like they will never accept you for who you are as an Australian? So uh, can you not be Australian? Because if you go to some white dude, he's gonna be like, "Yo, I'm whiter than you. I'm more Australian than no, you." No, 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 no. 
No, but that's the thing. Like, 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 I don't want to be that. Like, like, I want to stick to my roots because, like, I look Arab. I, I was born. I was born Arab. I was born in Arab country. My parents are Arab. Everyone I know, mm-hmm. like, like, majority of my friends who I grew up with were Arab. So why would I ever consider myself as not Got that? You. Like, why would Got I you. consider myself Australian? Like, I will never um, have that mentality. And, and Faisal, you you understand the question, right? I, I would ask yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I would, yeah, I would definitely say I would consider myself because like, it's Canadian because I'm, I, but the thing is, it's not like I just Canadian. I'm not just Arab or Palestinian. Like I'm both. Like I'm proud of, <clears throat> I'm proud of both sides of my identity, which is half of it is Canadian. And I'm proud of all the things that I do as a Canadian. But I'm also hella fucking proud of being Palestinian and Arab. And yeah, I'm going to add Jordanian to the mix because I'm also like a dual. <laughs> citizen of i'm a jordanian canadian but my roots are like palestinian so i'm proud of all three of them and yeah yeah, it's just i take the best of both parts and try to mold that to who i am so yeah but special is different he moved there like when he was like what 11 or 12 years old yeah i've definitely i've definitely lived more here than i've lived in the middle east like i've I've spent yeah for us it's a bit different because i moved there when i was like 18 19 years old yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's... it doesn't change the fact. So, for example, if you walk into an office, does mm-hmm. your your typical John or Alex or whatever yeah. view Faisal as an equal Canadian? Yeah, of course, of course. Because, like, well, yeah. like, like I said, I, I grew up here. I'm pushing like what seven, my seventeenth or eighteenth year here. So I came at a very young age. But it's like, I don't identify immediately. Oh, I'm just that a Canadian. Like, I'm a Canadian with Arab background, Arab roots. So I still have that cultural thing. Uh, like, the religion part also, like, plays a bit. It's like, you you know what I'm talking about. It's like, you go to, like, talk to any random person. They could be from any background. If, if you find out they're Muslim or Arab, you immediately connect to them. Like, it, even if it's, like, unconscious, you still, like, you ease up a little bit. You... You connect to them even without like having any previous connection to them before, but just the fact that you know they're Arab or they're Muslim or whatever it is, like you could still connect to them in a different way. But if I go talk to a completely, you know, white Canadian person, like I'm still gonna connect to them because I'm still Canadian. You know, I have the same interesting culture, culture. same. You know what I mean? So it's like I can connect both. both It feels the same on both sides. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Abdul, as an Egyptian living in the states, man, how how does it feel? Do you feel uh, do you feel like you belong? Uh, do you cha- Is it is it challenging? Uh, do you struggle with it? How how does that feel for you? Well, bro, like yeah, the years I've been living here, Salah, I didn't see any uh, like discrimination against me or any of that stuff. Maybe maybe it has been thought like people thought about it internally or stuff or shared it between one another, but nothing has been really. Like I haven't felt anything. People, Salah, the people I work with, honestly, they're very, uh, like they're very uh, like diverse people. They 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 don't really they tell yeah, me like, open minded. Exactly, they give me Eid off if I want to. I don't I don't, I don't they didn't take it off. But they give me the option to take Eid off if I want to. Like honest, and especially Salah, the West, like Canada and U.S. in general, there's a big shift. Like there's a lot of more like uh, that's what I feel. Maybe in, at least in the Northeast, in where I live, maybe not like other states where like it's a bit. Uh, you know, like not very diverse, but this area especially, it's very diverse, and people are more understanding of other people's cultures. And like, yeah, no, I feel like 
I don't know. Like, so that's that's one thing. So that aspect of things, yeah, I feel like I don't feel discriminated against. I feel like I'm getting at least in front of me, face to face, maybe behind my back, there are discussions or things that, but at least in front of me, I don't feel any type of like weirdness from other people. But me, me personally feeling like, as Faisal was saying, there's always, you're never going to be the same as an Alex or a John. There's never, there, there's always going to be that difference. Yeah. You know? Even like I've moved there when I was 18. Sure, they treat me nicely and stuff, but I'm never going to be one of them. And they're gonna never be. They're never gonna be like 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 me. Like there's always gonna Us, be that, yeah. that 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 gap and difference. Yeah, we're gonna be nice to each other. We're gonna be cool with each other, regardless of passport and nationality. Just like me and him, it's always gonna be that difference. Just culturally, life. He's been through different things, exposed to different things. So yeah, I feel like it's never. It's, it's very hard to be like like or same group of people like them. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's always the paradox for me. Yeah. When I was in the States, like, you, they tell you, tell us where you're from, but then celebrate your ethnicity. So tell us you're American, but then celebrate, oh, um, African, Irish or something. Yeah. Oh, um, Arab American. Oh, I'm Latin. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. But then on the other side, it creates that divide between yeah. the Latinos and the actual white person. You can never say, I'm American, full stop. Never, I never see that, which which yeah. is weird because I, I get the part where you need to celebrate where you're from, and I see all the minorities do that, and it's empowering them, and I I'm a big fan of that. But at the, at the same time, you know, you can also never say, "Oh, I'm just American," because. But that's not the reality, though. You're American, yes. You're American, yes. But that's not the reality. Are you like you know what I mean? Like exactly. People... That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So exactly. the reality is, you are American on paper, like by passport. But are you really American by like your personality? Exactly. So that's why they maybe they feel like they they need to promote that to like you know what I mean? Show them like oh like we, we know you're American on paper, but you're not really American. So don't worry, celebrate that you're you're not really you know what I mean? It's Could a weird be, country, yeah. bro. That's a lot I'm of people. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird country because like there's a lot of people from like different ethnicities and stuff. It's not like us, like in Egypt, for example, just Egyptians or like Lebanon, Syria. It's all like oh. Like Jordan, Palestinians, and Jordanians mostly. So it's it's a it's a weird one for sure. But I see I see your point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I think you 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 sit here and you talk about that. But uh, if you come to the Middle East, there's no cohesion either. So you um, yeah. and, and we're such a small. So you you can look at a state as big as not even a state, a country as big as Rhode Island. Literally. And you're gonna find it broken up into 12, 13, 14 different groups, and each one is like talking different and moving different, and you know. So I, I mean, honestly, like the UAE is a good example because there's plenty of ethnicities, but yeah. they don't go through that celebration, as you said. Okay, okay, they don't go. Oh, you're like the, you know what I mean? I feel like they don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, um, like, there's a lot of to celebrate that you're Syrian or Jordanian. But there's a lot of undercover like racism and stuff. I don't know about that. What you think? But like, there's another. There's a lot of like favoring and stuff under, below under the like you know the US probably happened. But like, there's a lot of games being played. So maybe it's not a bad idea to start implementing the Western ideology of trying to celebrate where you're from and stuff. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, definitely. I think I think Saba, I'll let you speak on that more. But. I'll, I'll... I think we do have a lot of work in terms of accepting each other for who we are. I think, if anything, we don't even have these conversations. At least yeah. in the West, they have these conversations. Yeah. We don't even yeah. have them. It's yeah. like, yeah, um, 
Jordanian and this is the person I like and this is the person I don't. I'm Egyptian, exactly. these are the people I like, these are the people I don't, and everyone needs to accept it. But, but to each other's faces, obviously, like you said, it's, it's all good. Right? Yeah. In but front then, of you, yeah. yeah. But it's, 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 it's kind of generational, yeah. Like, I feel like, like the older generation, it's kind of embedded in their mentality a bit more than, sure. than us, you know. If I see this kind of dying down, like, a couple of generations down the yeah. line. But right. I won't argue with you that definitely exists today. You, you know what racism is in our generation? You know when we used to get those iPhones, like iPhone 3, iPhone 4, and you were forced to have that U2 album on there? It's just like yeah. built into the algorithm. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and your iPods and shit. And you, yeah, it's, I mean, for us, it's the same. You, We are a generation where I think the generations before us had instilled Fixed. and exercised a lot of discrimination and racism. Yeah. That when we were born, it was just, boom, instilled, exactly. in, our, instilled in our brain. We as this hate this. Halas, this is the exactly. stereotype, generalized that this everyone is like that, and which is yeah. a big, big misconception for kids, bro. We shouldn't yeah. do that, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but I agree with Saba though. Like, I feel like this is dying out. Like, it's like yeah. with with the era that our parents grew up in, it was very one dimension. It was like it's this way or the highway. Like you, you, you meet these people, you have to stick with these people. It's just uh, yeah. yeah right, like right now, we live in an informational age where. Um, people are more open-minded. Um, yeah, yeah, and we can have more conversations. I think if we can have more conversations, if we can read more, and if we can educate ourselves more, I think it would be much easier to break the barriers. Um, but anyway, yeah. guys, I mean, uh, again, and I always say this, so this is the last time. But I mean, I can spend hours uh, speaking to you, unfortunately, and we do have time slots. Uh, it was lovely talking to you guys. Uh, can't wait for the next episode. Uh, for That's everyone terrible. watching us or listening to us, I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know what you think. As always, give us any feedback, like, thumbs up, uh, DM us. And obviously, we want to keep doing this. Give a segment to the questions or to anything that you have to tell us. So please, please, please. Uh, during the next segment, let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you want to know anything about us. Uh, boys, anything before we close? Give us tips, guys. We're still new at this. We're still learning. So give us yeah, give us tips, advice, what you think we should do better, what you, what you think we should do more of. And yeah, thanks to everyone for support for the support. Yeah, yeah, keep the yeah give us questions as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep sending us questions so we can answer mm -hmm. them as well. Uh, yeah, those questions were good. Like us to hear. Yeah, those questions were deep. Shout out to AJ. Shout out to Yusuf. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, until next time. Peace Cheers. out. Thank you, boys. Peace, Peace out. out.